Welcome to Hustle and Motivate, presented by JokerMag.com. On this podcast, we sit down with real-life underdogs in the world of sports, entertainment, and more. We focus on their mindset, how they overcame adversity, and lessons they've learned along the way. Our mission is to show you the power of the underdog mentality. Underdog mentality. Because hungry dogs run faster. Here's your host, Tyler O'Shea. I'm here with Matt Morrison. Matt is the director of Major League Baseball at LW Branding, a boutique branding and marketing agency specializing in working with professional athletes. They represent guys like Kirk Cousins and Matt Carpenter, and they're really just growing like crazy. So I'm really excited to have Matt here to tell his underdog story and to learn more about what he does. Matt, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. So I understand you have a little bit of a background in sports yourself. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So a little bit of a different journey for myself. So I'm actually based here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Grew up playing sports and had a huge passion for sports through high school and played football in college. Um, Actually went to the University of Dayton where I got involved with the athletic department's marketing team. And and really that was my first entry into sports from not just playing it, right, but seeing it from – the behind the scenes aspect from the events, the setting up before games, the promotions in game, and really just looking and how that, how I wanted to do my career, you know, based on that, uh, you know, after college. And also at the same time, I spent about a year and a half with uh, the Reds minor league baseball team, the Dayton Dragons doing some player operations. So typical sports internships where you're kind of doing a little bit of everything, but that did really help me understand more about what the sports industry entailed and, uh, actually out of college though, did not go right into the sports industry. Uh, my major was marketing and sales and, you know, really for me, it was just about the opportunity of, you know, what I wanted to do in my career and, and got some really good corporate experience doing recruiting and business development, sales, marketing operations, um, which, you know, in turn kind of looking back and now being in the sports industry, um, has re- really did help me and really made that transition into sports a lot smoother, just based on, some of the things that I had done and the experience that I had. So kind of a full circle of, you know, sports background and sports internships, but doing something a little bit different before, you know, finding myself at LW Branding now. So did you know at the time how valuable that experience would be to get into the sports industry? Or were you kind of like, oh man, like I just got to put in my time now and get to where I want to be? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, for me, I probably, especially coming out of college, probably didn't have the perspective that I do now about it. Um, I mean, definitely understand that not a lot of people love that first job out of college when it's a grind, you're working a lot of hours, you're, it's something completely new and, and different. And, you know, for me, though, I, I really am glad that I had a good experience where I was trained and I had, you know, mentors that, that were in a business world and really just kind of showed me the ropes. And, Throughout the time that I spent, whether it was you know setting meetings or cold calling on on Fortune 500 companies, and and really selling services, basically, basically to what is what I had done for the last six years before LW Branding. Um, really looking back on it now, it was really good experience for me, and, and really helped make that transition smooth. But you know, it's definitely not something that I I knew. Hey, I'm going to do this for X amount of time, and then transition into sports. So as you were progressing, like kind of getting closer to getting into this role in sports, did you ever have any doubts, you know, whether or not it would work out? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's always doubts, especially when it's something completely different. And, you know, for me, I'm big into networking and big into just, you know, seeing what I can do to make to put myself in a position to be successful. So I think at times it is really easy to sit there and and question things or to to not know if it's going to work out. But I think for me, it was really the ability to just know that I had some really good experience and at the same time, know that I had some value that, you know, an organization could use and then really going all in with it um, and really making that leap. I I probably could have even, uh, you know, not made the leap or, or really, you know, questioned it even more. But at the same time, I think when it came down to it, it was something that I, I've always been passionate about. I, I've really wanted to do. And then having the confidence to, to think that, hey, I, you know what, I, I can do this and let's make it happen. You talk about making that leap. What, what would you say was the turning point to kind of get to where you are now? Is there any particular moment that stands out? Um, I, I don't know if there's one specific moment that I can, I can point to. I think, you know, I got introduced to Lauren July of 2018 and actually her and I just recorded a podcast on our, our own channel about just kind of the, the journey itself. Um, cause obviously we are a small boutique branding agency. So when I first got in contact with her, there wasn't a specific opening, but we, Stayed in contact. We did a couple of things. Uh, you know, we had some some in person meetings when I went up to Chicago, and really when things started to turn based on you know LW branding, getting some new clients, and me really kind of being involved in that part time standpoint, um, really made the decision once it was the right timing to just to make the leap. And you know, a lot of things in business and in life are, are about timing, and not only you know who you know mm-hmm. and how you position yourself, but again, it is about timing. So you know, things kind of lined up for me where I said, this is, this is the right time and let's make it happen. And what was that transition like, you know, going from your previous job to into the sports industry? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a little bit different. I mean, our, our team is based in Chicago. That's where LW Branding's headquartered and I'm here in Cincinnati. So a little bit different in terms of being used to an environment where there's a bunch of people that are my age and there it's an open, open work environment, which is what I, it come from where there's people on the phones and it's collaborative. So having to make that transition, uh, you know, probably a couple of years ago would have even been more difficult because I still would have been, you know, fresh from a business standpoint. But now that I'm a little bit older, I really, it's, a lot of it's about setting expectations and just having a plan for each day that you know, you know, what you need to get done. So th- from a daily operating rhythm standpoint, having the discipline to just know what I need to get done in this role has been really helpful because I know at times it can get overwhelming because the great things about us growing is there's a lot going on. There's a lot to do. Um, but at the same time, you know, just having it, having to know what I, how I operate in general from, you know, the past six years working in the corporate world has just really helped me make that transition. And I know for a fact that there's people listen, listening to this that want to work in the sports industry. What would you say are some traits that people would need to work in the industry? Yeah, I think it, it kind of starts with that attitude and that work ethic. I mean, that's probably the easiest and kind of cliche answer, but I think at the same time, it's having the ability to, you know, really go above and beyond. And if you've been in a sports, even if it's just been an internship, it's one of those things that really sticks out. Uh, some of the people that are, that are great at that, that role versus people that are just in it because they think it's all fun and fun and glamorous. When in reality, there's so much behind the scenes that goes on and it's, it really isn't the most glamorous job 99% of the time. So, um, you know, that's something that I know we would look for in terms of somebody having those characteristics. Um, but also just, you know, again, the networking standpoint, you know, I think we're, we're fortunate to live in a world where, 
individuals that you might look up to or want to network with can be one click away on social media or LinkedIn. And, you know, being able to take advantage of that is something that I'm a big fan of. And I know that if people reach out to me, you know, it's definitely something that I try to make time to at least have a 15, 30 minute conversation just about, you know, advice and mentoring or, you know, understanding where somebody is and where they're looking to go. So I think taking advantage of that opportunity is, is really important if somebody wants to break into the industry. What's your, what was your role when you got started? Cause you mentioned you were part-time and then talk about kind of how, how it developed into what you're doing now. Yeah, for sure. So I think when I first started, um, was really just understanding about, you know, Lauren and the business and what LW branding was working on, what the goals were. And, you know, just uh, for me, it was really just having any insight that I, that I really cr- would crave. Cause I, again, it was part-time. So something where I just love to be involved in anything. So whether it was just understanding some of the branding things we were doing with these athletes or some of the marketing deals and upcoming things that, um, you know, we had planned. So I was, for me, it was almost information gathering, right? I mean, I didn't, I didn't have experience working for a branding agency. So I just tried to soak it all up and really, really learn, um, about what, what was going on in the business. And at the same time, being part-time allowed me to still, you know, work at the job that I was at and, kind of help build, start build my brand in the sports industry and make some connections before, you know, officially going full time, um, with the baseball division. So, you know, we've been pretty, uh, I guess for the last couple of years, really just working with, um, mostly NFL players, obviously MLB and NFL are very different when it comes to what the leagues are doing for their players and just the perception when it comes to branding and marketing and anything that the athletes are doing on their own, just two very different leagues. Um, But about late, I would say like in the late summer, early fall of last year, we actually got connected with, um, you know, some baseball agents who were looking to add this marketing and branding services to what they offer their players and uh, had some, had some conversations with them and decided to, you know, they decided to start working with us. And, you know, we took a look at it as a, as a great opportunity to get into baseball um, first and foremost, because there isn't a lot of, you know, boutique agencies that are doing what we're doing within baseball. And at the same time, uh, we wanted to also specialize in it to where we could grow and attract more clients. So really overseeing this division comes um, that responsibility of executing the branding and marketing and, and the strategy for our MLB players. And at the same time, I mean, obviously we have a lot going on in general across baseball and football. So it, it does allow me to still kind of have ties and still work in the, in the NFL space. Um, you know, I was just down in Atlanta for Super Bowl week last week and going to go to the combine here in a few weeks before spring training. But, um, you know, baseball is, is something we're really excited about getting into and really experiencing our first full season uh, starting here, you know, in a few months with opening day. That is awesome, dude. That's really exciting stuff you guys yeah. got going. And as, as a boutique agency, like you mentioned, how do you guys kind of separate yourselves? I know we talked about it before, but like what's the pitch that you give to these players t- to try to persuade them to work with you versus a bigger agency. Yeah. So I think it really just comes down to that customization and really just understanding that, you know, when we're working with athletes, no matter if it's baseball or football or anything else, we really try to take in who they are person, what their values are, where they want to be after sports and help them really build that organic following and really leveraging that platform with those things in mind. Um, which I think is a, it's something that we were really proud of doing because you know it's not it's not sometimes easy to have different approaches for every person, but not only when it comes to marketing and brands that they're looking to partner with. At the same time, it is about hey, if you want to get into 
you know, startup investing or you want to get into the technology space after, well, let's start having, you know, you do things now that can build your following with like-minded people. So after, you know, you'll, those people will still support you. Um, so, you know, for us, we really do try to leverage the platform that they currently have. And we don't just do, you know, one-off, we're not just calling companies to do one-off marketing deals for, for our guys. It is about, hey, what's that long-term approach? Who are going to be great partners for this individual's brand? And how do we make that, you know, go across all platforms and content? And, and there's just a lot that goes into it. But, you know, we're, we're obviously excited about where we are and, and looking forward to a really good 2019. And you mentioned like the customization aspect. And for me, I'm kind of relating that to choosing a smaller college because, mm-hmm. you know, like you have you have a class of 20 kids versus a class of 300 kids and having the ability to work closer with the professor. Um, you know, it's just a lot more important. It was it was really important to me to have a more you know hands on experience. So I think that's a great appeal to these players for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely see that play a role. I mean, the, there's, there's things that the big agencies do and there's things that, you know, we're doing that are obviously different. And a lot of it is just being comfortable with who they are as people and who we are as people to make sure it's a good fit. I mean, we're definitely fortunate to be, be selective in who we work with. And, you know, we, we definitely take a faith-based approach and, and with that personalization, it's just something that, you know, we're just really excited and proud about. And, and again, just looking forward to seeing how, how it grows. So I'm really curious, what's it like being around these these athletes? You know, these are guys are, you know, putting it all on the line on national television, night in, night out. I'd imagine it takes kind of a different, more, you know, a special kind of person to be able to do that. So have you noticed anything about their mindset and their approach that's different than the average person? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think a lot of it is that, just that desire to be, to be better than, than they've ever been. And just that, whether it's the work ethic or the, just the drive and the passion for what they do, uh, a lot of it comes down to just who they are as people. And they are, uh, I mean, very special individuals who are very well gifted. And at the end of the day, they are, they are regular people too. Right. So I think it's kind Mm -hmm. of keeping that in mind when we work with them that, you know, they have, they have things going on in their lives, just like we all do. And it's important to, to keep that in mind. But when you are around them, it kind of is that that extra level of whether it's leadership or charisma or, you know, again, the, the passion that they have for what they do and the people around them that really keep them motivated to be their best, which is it's just a really cool thing to see. For sure. And going back to you yourself, this podcast, you know, we're all about building a strong mindset, fighting through adversity. And you've obviously you have a lot of experience under your belt by now in this industry and in business in general. And I'm sure it hasn't always been, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Right. So how important do you think it is for people to deal with adversity and pushback and stuff like that, rejection? And what lessons have you learned from it yourself? Yeah, I think that's so important. I mean, I feel like I'm fortunate because coming out of college when I started in like the sales and recruiting roles, I mean, you just see rejection all the time. I mean, it's a it's so hard to just build your book of business from the ground up as a 22-year-old right out of college. And Having that experience, I think, especially in business, really does help. I mean, you can't take that rejection personally, but at the same time, you can, you know, translate it and, and push it to something that you know actually makes you better in the long run. Um, so I think it's really important just to set, you know, when you're talking to about adversity, right? You're setting goals to help get you to that next level, whether it's a promotion in your current role or whether it's making that one extra step towards an industry, you know, a career in sports if that's if that's your goal. 
um, you know, and really just keep fighting and believing in, in yourself. And I think, you know, again, going back to reaching out to mentors, if there's people that, you know, you want to have a conversation with, or you want to network with and pick their brains, you know, put yourself out there and, and reach out to them and, and, you know, try to provide some value for them to, you know, take the, take the meeting. Right. But, um, it's just something that you should keep doing and keep pushing yourself to have a great network of people that, that know who you are and, and know your goals. And you mentioned, you know, reaching out to mentors. Do you have any tips that people can implement, you know, to reach out to people that they want to get in touch with and they want to, you know, take on as a mentor? Yeah. I mean, I would say like, do your research. I think it's one thing if you just blast a hundred different people, um, whether it's a specific company or a specific industry and ask, you know, for their yeah. time. I mean, people are busy, right? So I think it's important to do your research on them as a person and show that you did your research in that initial outreach. And, you know, when you're asking for time, you know, obviously time is valuable to, to everybody. And, just making sure that the ask is clear and concise and understand that, Hey, here's what I'm looking to get out of this conversation. And, you know, sometimes it maybe maybe they're not the right person to even connect with and they can point you in a better direction. But I think doing your research and showing that, you know, you took time to know their background or, Hey, I got, I saw you, I came across you because of X, Y, or Z. Um, it really goes a long way and, and makes someone on the other end, you know, think that, Hey, you know what, this person did their research. I'm going to give them the time of day and have a conversation. For sure. And do you kind of use that as well when you're reaching out to players? Yeah. I mean, I think sports in general, a lot of it is about relationships. So I think it is really important to have that connection of, hey, we work with so-and-so or, hey, I talked to so-and-so about you or, you know, just trying mm -hmm. to provide them value, especially if it's um, maybe something, you know, they a player wants to work with a specific brand or they want to do something with their platform to, you know, maybe help out with a specific charity and, and trying to, trying to leverage that and, and show how you've helped other, um, other athletes with maybe a similar type of, uh, type of response or, or issue that, you know, could help them as well. I think it is really important. Um, and hopefully, you know, with athletes, I mean, again, they, they do get a lot of requests. They get a lot of, you know, messages on social media. So, Sometimes it's, it's a timing thing, or if you can get someone to introduce you, it's always a little bit better, but, um, mm. again, going back to the resilience thing, it's just, it's, it's not always just one email or one call or one message. It does, sometimes does take, you know, multiple touch points to, to get in touch with the right people. And I'm really curious, I don't know how much you could speak on this, but how does the process go from initial outreach to these players to actually signing them on? Yeah, I think, you know, every situation is different. Um, Sometimes it can go fast. Sometimes it can take up to, you know, almost a year to have the conversations, to send some information about, you know, who we are and what we do and have multiple conversations, whether it's with the player or the player's agent or, you know, any other people that are involved with the process. So, you know, again, I think it's one of those things where each player might have a, a specific goal in mind of why they might want to work with a company like us. So trying to find that out, whether it's through conversation or research, um, is really important on our end. So it's, you know, I wish there was a really good template for how it works, but the, the facts are that like, uh, it's sometimes it's just, it's going to depend on, on where they are in their career and what they're looking for. And you never know sometimes how, how slow or, or at the same time fast things might move. So before we wrap this up, this is one question I really like to ask all my guests because I always get a different answer out of them. What would you say is your biggest piece of advice for people out there pursuing their dreams? I would say just keep being positive and keep setting 
you know, little milestones or goals to continue to push yourself along the path. I think it is really easy to get caught up, whether you're in a job that might not be in sports or it's, and it's not your dream job or you're somewhere where, you know, you're looking to get a promotion. It can be overwhelming, right? If you look at it all at once, but try to understand a little bit more about where, where your strengths are, how they align with the job that you want. And maybe at the same time, kind of look inwards and understand what are some of the things you need to work on or some of the gaps you need to fill in order to actually make that a, a reality. And, and then from that, again, kind of set those little goals and continue to work on yourself and, and push it forward until, until you're getting closer and closer and celebrating those little wins along the way, I think is, is really important. Definitely. And what, what little goals did you set starting out when you were starting out in the industry or maybe right before you were starting out, before you reached out to Lauren? Yeah, I think... Give me some examples. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think it can be little things. If you're trying to build your brand, you're trying to become someone on social media where if someone comes across your profile, it's like, okay, this person's in sports and they know what they're talking about and they're you know, they're, they're respected in their, in their industry. So it can be as little as, Hey, I want to gain another 200 followers. So what do I have to do for that? I have to put out good content. I have to follow the right people. I have to engage with them on social media. That's one example. If you're trying to build your brand or, um, you could say, Hey, each week I'm going to reach out to three other, three people in the sports industry and try to have, you know, one networking conversation every two weeks in order to just make sure that I'm putting myself in a, in a position to be successful. Um, because then you can kind of backtrack and say, okay, if I need to have, you know, two conversations a month, how many people do I have to reach out to in order to make that happen? And, and then you're continually, you know, better, better yourself through that process. So, you know, those little things that you can do along the way can be really helpful when you look back, you know, four to six months uh, down the line. And I noticed that those little goals that you you mentioned are process driven rather than results oriented. Yeah, I mean the results. I mean sometimes there's things that you can't control, right? And I think it, it's really easy if if you always set goals that are uh, with results in mind. That you know at the same time you, you might get frustrated with things, and especially if you're not in the industry already, or if you're in a role that you know, hey, I have to be in this role for a little bit longer to get this experience. You know, that's okay, I, and it might even help out in the long run. But if there's things you can control again, like building your brand or, Hey, I can control people, the, the amount of people that I reach out to, to try to network with. Um, I just think that you're going to not get discouraged as quickly. And also at the same time, actually be able to have those little results along the way. And obviously the, the end goal, if, if your end goal is to be in sports, you know, that end goal is not going to change and you can have plenty of results goals around that. But, you know, at the same time, focus on what you can control and, and, you know, stay positive along the way. Exactly. And you're a perfect example of that. If you stay committed to the process and you stay consistent and you keep the faith, it's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's definitely something that I probably in that process didn't even realize was going on, but it's definitely something that I'm grateful to, to have had that journey. And, you know, I mean, I'm also grateful for the experience that I had that wasn't in the sports world. That's let me kind of be here today. And uh, it's, it's, again, you never really know what's going to happen. And a lot of it is timing, but at the same time, you have to be ready and you have to put yourself in positions to be successful. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on, Matt. Um, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you guys at LW Branding? Yeah, so on we're at www.lwbranding.com and at LW Branding across all social media. Uh, I'm at Matt Morrison 513 on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody has questions, again, I'm, I'm pretty open to having networking conversations and anything else that you know we can do, we're more than happy to talk. 
Awesome. And I'm going to link all that stuff in the article that's going to be with this podcast and also in the description. So Matt, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, sharing more about LW Branding, everything you guys are about. I really respect your drive, your passion for what you do. And I think you guys have some really big things ahead of you. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun and uh, look forward to watching you do some great things as well. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or if you learned something new, smash that subscribe button and leave us a quick review. Hustle and Motivate is presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog.